In these harrowing times, three women step forward to expose the ridiculous and untrue stories bouncing around the internet and the world. Basically, a feminist librarian, geologist, and public health expert walk into a bar and discuss the stuff that we know is a little off the center of true. This is The Triple Hoax. When she isn't talking with Bess and George for the triple hoax, Nancy is a public health professional with an MPH, Master's of Public Health. She also majored in human biology in undergraduate. Her interests include feminism, dogs, ice cream, and the Americans on FX. Librarian by day, podcaster by night, Bess enjoys long books and forced snuggles with her cats. She has a degree in books, her master's in library and information science. She's a walking, knitting, cardigan-wearing, cat-owning stereotype. Hello all, I, George, bring a background of general science, specifically a degree in earth system science, specifically dirt. I like rocks, there I said it, okay? I have used my dirt knowledge to educate underserved kids about how awesome nature is and what we need to do to mitigate climate change, and I am very passionate about environmental justice. My hobbies include reading, writing, One Direction, and memes. Well, hello, listeners. Yes. Hello. We're back for episode 12 of the Triple Hoax. I'm not on drugs anymore. Woohoo! Well, just a little bit. Nancy! (laughs) A little bit of drugs, but not like too many. It is we, the Triple Hoax. Reunited. Mm. (laughs) Like the the witches from Macbeth. Yes. And some of us have a few more metal plates in than they did before. (laughs) It's okay, though. Like any self-respecting witch. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) So, this week's topic that we're tackling, or I should say question, is why are there not more women late-night hosts? I suspect I know the answer. Mm, I was going to say, I feel like this is a one-word answer. (laughs) But uh, it's definitely something we can talk about in more depth. For sure. Uh-huh. Um, so I thought I would kick things off with this fun little story slash fact slash dang thing is, um, <clears throat> so, um, the Tonight Show, so just, okay, well, to back up, listeners, when we <laughs> a late night show, we're talking about, like, Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon or, um, so- the late late show mm-hmm. traditionally we're talking about network yes late night shows mm-hmm. um so like yeah so anything that's on cbs nbc abc um, right. after the um the there's a there's a time i don't remember what time it is where afterwards after which you can like swear on air i think it's yeah. like it's growing quote unquote on tv mm-hmm. it's like yeah. 10 p.m or something yeah so um 
yeah, anything after that time is marketed towards adults. And we would call those late, like late night shows. Yes. yes. And we might put in that this is regulated by the FCC, which is the federal communications. Yes. Right. Yes. So if you want to know more, go to their website. I would also throw out that we're hearkening back to pre-cable. Because yes. this is back in the day when yes. television first got started or when right. television became a thing. Mm -hmm. And our parents, parents, our parents and our parents' mm -hmm. parents only watched yes. whatever everyone else watched because there yes. were like 10 channels. Yes. So granted, this question may be a little dated to the early 2000s because that's when we were becoming young adults and that's what we saw because now it's mostly like Netflix and Hulu talk shows. But um, so this fun fact to kick us off is that The Tonight Show, which is considered the very first late night talk show, um, began in 1954. Oh, wow. It's been running for 64 years. It has never had a woman host. Nope. That's not surprising. 64 years. Yeah. But this is like, so when I was thinking about this, it kind of makes me think of like having a woman president because mm. I feel like the role mm -hmm. of talk show host, which we'll probably talk a lot about, is kind of like a representative of America, mm -hmm. but it's somebody who's like an unofficial representative yes. of America. It's like mm -hmm. America's jokester or like America's cool uncle. Like mm -hmm. right. we want someone who we think represents us, quote unquote, yes. and expresses all the things that we want to express. Yes. So right. depending on what era it is, mm -hmm. what kind of time period we're living in, that like impacts yeah. like what we like as a country. Yeah. And apparently, we always like white men in suits. I mean, that's the default. Historically, in yeah, historically, just like presidents, it's right. like yeah. yeah. Um, and then the fact that the meta fact that I garnered from the Wikipedia page about the definition of late night shows is there isn't Sorry, a single mention of any women. Because there are women late night show hosts like um, Chelsea Handler and um, Samantha B. Right, Samantha B. And the Monique show, Wendy Williams, things, Joe mm -hmm. Mercer's. Um, but the Wikipedia page doesn't say anything about them. And I bring that up because Wikipedia is a crowdsourcing. Right. Yeah. It's written by the public and by like internet people. So right. it's written Obviously, by those elusive internet people who right. live on the internet in the <laughs> Right, yeah. We also talked about mm -hmm. including um, SNL in this a little bit mm -hmm. because when the segment weekend update started, which I think wasn't until like the early to mid 2000s. Mm -hmm. Um, you can fact check me on that, but like that also became kind of SNL's late night equivalent yeah. because they mm -hmm. sit at a desk and tell jokes, which is right. the unofficial. But they tell thing. jokes about current events. So current it's like, events, yeah, the yeah. News. basically, if you want a definition of a late night show, that's the definition. Right, sitting at a so desk a telling jokes. Late night. Yeah, telling jokes about current events. Mm -hmm. Right. So then if we can add in then Amy Poehler and um, Tina Fey into hosts yes. because they hosted Weekend Update. Yeah. Well, yes. fact about Weekend Update, it is the SNL sketch. Um, it's the show's longest running recurring sketch. That's, it's yeah, first, that's not surprising. It first yeah. aired in 1975. Oh, it's 1975. That's right. A bunch of the women who were cast members in SNL, I remember, would do 
spots as like anchors on there. Yeah. I've yeah, seen it right. in throwbacks of us now. But what Nancy is saying is that when Amy Poehler and Tina Fey were actually finally co-hosts, quote unquote, of the weekend, weekend update. Yeah, that was a big deal. Right. Yeah. But of course that was short lived because now it's those it's uh two guys. Michael Che and Colin Jost. Yes. Michael Che is really funny. Yeah. I like him. I do like them as hosts, but again, not women. Not women. Yeah. Yeah. So, Michael um, Che is black, though. So, true. Right. So that that kind of... <laughs> no, wait. No. Oh, shit. That's good. That's great. It's the same thing as being a woman. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> sure. That's what George meant to say. She's no, it's a, not. like... Certain people. It's definitely not, listener. I'm not. sorry for that. That was important. We're, we're not <laughs> minimizing the fact no. that he's black and that's yeah. really great. I, but, I mean, yeah. that's what I would also like about some why of isn't these. leslie jones right weekend exactly. update yeah. yeah i love her yeah they don't give her enough variety of roles on snl no they're like is there um, a black woman connected to this scenario let's give her a mm-hmm. part can we talk about my favorite thing ever which was that whole skit they did about her wanting to play trump no oh, and then like yeah. oh my god okay well i'll link that to you guys after after this but anyway um so yeah, so when we're when also when we're talking about this, we will talk because I mean, the inspiration for this episode is I just wanted to rank the late night hosts about how great they were. Valid, right? Yeah. Also um, very valid. Yeah. So I don't want to erase any other men um, hosts who have worked really hard to get where they are because they are like Trevor Noah and Seth Meyers, who is Jewish. If any of you didn't know, um, or what's his name, Michael Che. Thank you. Um, <laughs> So, yeah. Um, so that's a fun fact I threw at you. Um, yeah, that was, a, that was a good fun fact. <laughs> so, so now that we know that who haven't been late night show hosts, like the Tonight Show, the Late Late Show, the Late Show. It's the Late, 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 Late Show. Is that yeah. a thing? <laughs> yep. Or is that just, that's just infomercial? That's that's Ron Perlman and his uh yes <laughs> Billy Mays yeah Billy Mays um, rest in peace. So, <laughs> so what late night hosts are there besides the Tina Fey Amy Poehler duo of Weekend Update? Right. So um I guess the thing that we really want to talk about is the fact that they don't really exist on network television. By which we mean like non-cable channels. So I think the most prominent woman late night host would have to be Samantha B. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's on TBS. Her show, which is called is Full Frontal, which Samantha is kind of B. Crazy. That's where Conan is, also. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, because he got passed over. I have an interesting story about that because I discovered how much I love Conan O'Brien, but well, we don't have we'll to get, talk we'll about her right now. Continue, best. Um, so we've got Samantha B, um, yep. and she's super, I, I fucking love her show. She's super mm-hmm. great. Um, yeah. but anyway, um, and then Chelsea Handler had a late night show, I think yeah. on Comedy Central. What, what, um, yeah, Chelsea, no, Lately, and it was, but it was on, called Chelsea Lately. Yeah. And um, I don't remember what network was on, which means but it, it was on a cable was- network. And then, yeah. She more recently had it a talk show on Netflix. Yes. yes. Which again um, is Netflix. Netflix. And then um lately was on E. Oh, on E, okay. 
Which is um, a gendered really, women's network because yes. it's the entertainment network. It's the entertainment network, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, those really are the only two that um, we kind of came across. Yeah. Um, and um, we did want to talk about, like, when you think about late night shows, you think about Stephen Colbert, you think about Jimmy Fallon, you think about Jimmy Kimmel, mm-hmm. um, you know. Jay Leno, David Letterman. You think about Jay Leno, David Letterman, you think about yeah. Men who, um, but you don't necessarily think, oh, yeah, Samantha B, like that's a late night show because it is, I think, right? Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, but, um, because I mean, I guess just historically, there haven't been women in these as no. these hosts. No. And, um, my mom always, our mom always talks about Johnny Carson, Johnny Carson, Johnny yeah, Carson, uh-huh. Johnny Carson. Oh, yeah, the one who started. started it all because mm-hmm. he was the host of The Tonight Show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which was he was the first host and he was the host for years. And Jimmy Fallon, actually, when he took over the Tonight Show, was tearing up because he remembered watching the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson when he was a kid. Very nostalgic. So there's a lot of baggage and nostalgia Mm -hmm. on it because kids literally grow up watching it with their parents. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, they shouldn't because it's after that weird witching hour. But whatever. Anyway. But it's the weekend, so well, yeah. no, they're every night. Yeah, they're yeah, every they, night. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Um, well, I we do have to talk about the one late night show person that we all dread talking about. Oh, that's it's Arsenio Hall. Well, actually, Arsenio Hall, I give props to because he um he broke he did a lot of um yeah he broke through in the industry. He broke a lot of yeah color barriers. Um. Mm-hmm. But the one host we I know we don't want to talk about her, but we gotta is Joan Rivers. Ugh. Yeah. Okay, let's take a let's take a take oh. a music break and then we'll oh. come back. Right and on. talk about Joan Rivers. Uh which really only George wants to do. But uh <laughs> We gotta mention her. <laughs> we gotta talk about her. God. Uh so enjoy these tunes and we'll be right back. about it is appealing everything the traffic will allow no way could you get that happy feeling when you are stealing that extra bow there's no people like show people they smile when they are long yesterday they told you you would not go far that night you open and there you are next day on your dressing room And we're back. And we're back. And we're back. So we're going to talk about the queen bitch herself, and not in a nice way, Joan Rivers. So Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers got her start back in the, the 60s. Mid-60s. 50s, 60s. Early 50s. Mm-hmm. Um, this she, is a shout out right now, real quick, to a really good show on Amazon, if you have access to it, called The Amazing Mrs. Maisel. Um, it was created by the woman who created Gilmore Girls. And it's um, about a housewife who gets a divorce in the 50s, uh, late 50s. And she doesn't know what to do with herself. 
but she realizes she really loves com stand up comedy and starts writing jokes. It's very reminiscent of Joan Rivers. Um, in the sense that like the humor is very gendered. She's mm -hmm. making these jokes that heavily play on female stereotypes mm -hmm. about herself and other like? women. And so like, I feel like Joan Rivers and this fictional character had to start out that way yeah. because nobody was going to listen to them. Oh, otherwise, okay. if she started telling jokes about like her period or like jokes we make today about being a woman, yeah. no one would have listened to her. Yeah. But Joan Rivers so never relying changed. relying heavily on the stereotypes of the 1960s. 50s, right. Yeah. yeah. Of being a housewife, too. Um, she started on The Ed Sullivan Show and on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. The Ed Sullivan mm -hmm. Show is another grandfather yeah. of the old shows. With an old it was a variety show. Um, well, yeah, technically. But it was hosted is, by a man. Right. Yes. Most variety shows were. Well, all variety shows were. Yeah. So after many and varied wildly strange and weird adventures on e-network and other places um joan rivers ended up on the fashion police an e uh, which was a horrible awful show that often had what's her name osborne kelly osborne, oh, kelly osborne. as a guest as and then other um judges. A, a string of other celebrities celebrities would rotate in and out yes. to like promote themselves and to be a guest right. But also to and participate. Again, we can't really put um, fashion police with the other late night category show. because it was heavily gendered. They only talked about fashion. They didn't talk about current events. They only yeah, talked about entertainment. They, they basically just like watched the red carpet yeah. footage and talked about why what people were wearing was bad. Yeah, and, and when there wasn't a red carpet, wouldn't they just look no, you're at right. events mm -hmm. or where they paparazzi would be out? Shots. Paparazzi. They would look at paparazzi shots, yeah. yeah. It was really gross. It was pretty desperate. Uh, but, but she'd say horrendous things uh, about other yeah, women. Yeah, very fatphobic, transphobic, just racist. Tearing other women down. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, like Nancy was saying, she had, she had a very groundbreaking start, but she just never changed. It's really interesting because I also feel like she's a comedian's comedian because so many comics yes. come forward and say how amazing she was. Mm -hmm. But I think that's from like an insider perspective. Mm -hmm. But like outwardly to people who are not as into comedy as she's we are, and when we don't like her worldview, it's more difficult to appreciate whatever talent yeah. she had. Yeah. Like right. from my perspective, at the end of her career. She didn't seem like she had a whole lot of talent. No. I was like, why is she making jokes from like 30 years ago? Yeah. But to other people, what she did was groundbreaking mm -hmm. and she had a knack other people didn't have. Yeah. She also had a podcast. But... Oh, oh, girl. That was her only attempt to move into the Modernized. same yeah. century as the rest of um, us. And then if you had any doubt, in 2004, Rivers was part of the formal receiving party when Ronald Reagan, Reagan was placed in state at the United States Capitol. Of course. Ooh. That just tells you everything you need to know about <laughs> Gross. Yeah. Um, but she died. Um, okay. She did. Uh, I would like Rest to in peace, I suppose. I would like to throw in RSVP Joan Rivers. Real quick yes, RSVP Joan Rivers. A question for y'all uh, that's related to this. Yeah. So I would like to point I would I wanna mm -hmm. put a little side side spotlight on True. our our icons katie couric and curry and curry 
Barbara Walters, Lisa Ling, Lisa Ling, Kelly Ripa, Megan mm -hmm. Kelly, Tyra, Jer Tyra, journalist and journalist adjacent women mm -hmm. who are wonderful and powerful. Katie Ripa and Kelly, Katie Couric, oh. Barbara Walters, who were really great, <laughs> who were really <laughs> groundbreaking in their actual series, serious journalistic yeah. reporting mm -hmm. late nights. But they don't make the late, late night. No, they don't. Like, what no. is that? What do you think that is? It's not entertainment. Like, it's just the news. So they can get away with that? It was a yeah. huge deal when Katie Couric was the CBS Evening and News Barbara anchor. Walters. Yeah. yeah. It was 2020. Is it because journalism is supposed to be facts? So there's, like, no way to, like... Well... In, women like, can just yeah. stand and deliver facts. Well, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, but back in the 80s, when it was like, when they were starting, it was assumed women couldn't handle something so serious. Like, they didn't have, like, the, I don't know, mental or emotional capacity to handle serious topics. But right, now, they had, like, the fluff pieces. Right. Right. But now, excuse me, I think it's also the trend of saying, oh, women aren't funny. Right. Right, late night, you need to be a comedian. Right, and everybody would want to pal around with you. Right. Nobody and wants think, to pal around with women. Right, and then they think you're too sensitive. Right, when, when you're you saying like, yeah. But you're just making shitty jokes. Right, which is another sidebar thing. Yeah. But like, the pro I think the thing is, is that like, it, it's, it mirrors like us coming into the workforce mm -hmm. and working mm -hmm. to get better pay and better conditions. So that mirrors like journalism is serious and yeah. like they're working hard to get better conditions and better pay and to be visible. Yeah. But now it's still, it, you're right. It's still that we hate women socially and culturally yeah. Yeah. in the workforce. Right. We're fine with them working really hard, uh -huh. probably not getting paid as mm -hmm. much, but we're fine now with them visibly yeah. working really hard yeah. and then yeah. not having fun. Yeah. And then like studies have shown that every workforce that women enter into is devalued. Is devalued 100%. Which also means that, which is also happening right now, serious journalism yeah. is in an era where it's some of it is being seriously devalued. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to just jump in and say that I think that specifically, like, that might be part of the reason that women don't get offered these late night shows mm -hmm. um, is. Uh, because the men who host these shows get paid exorbitant amounts of money. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Has everybody seen the thing about Jay Leno's car garage? How he has, like, 50-plus cars? And that's all from hosting? I hate Jay Leno. I don't like him either. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Agreed, Bess. Yeah. Nobody wants to see a woman paid that much. To just have right. fun and pal around with mm -hmm. people. Yeah. Women yeah. should be doing mm -hmm. something hard. Or like Work suffering, for their money. or like, or like the shitty president of the Grammys that was like, women need to step it up. Yeah. Okay. Shut up your ass. Have you seen black women lately? I know they're like just killing the game, and nobody's doing anything. They are for the game. That's true. <laughs> My apologies. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking well, of um, super fucking rad black women, which is this is a great segue, you guys. I just did a great segue. Um, I want to talk about. One of our favorite um, former Daily Show, my uh, girl, the best Daily Show correspondents, Jessica Williams, Woo! who 
This is amazing, and I love her podcast. Yes, Jessica Williams. Welcome, welcome to uh, the Triple Hopes Jessica Williams fan cast. Um, <laughs> Woo! Yeah, boy. Yeah. So I want to talk about how when it was announced that John Stewart was retiring from the Daily Show. So the Daily Show and the late or the um, the Colbert Report. Yeah. Um, were pretty much staples on the network Comedy Central, if you don't know. Right. Um, and they're comedy, but they're also news shows. Right. Um, so The Daily Show, uh, Jon Stewart did it for like 20 years. He right. retired. Yes. And okay. um, a lot of people really, really wanted correspondent Jessica Williams to take over. Jessica Williams is a young-ish, I, would say, I think she's our age. Yeah. Um, she's 24? 25, yeah. Yeah. She was younger then. She was only like 22 yeah. or 23. Um, they wanted, they really wanted her to yes. take over. Um, and she felt a they lot of pressure. Maybe the public that watched was watching. Twitter. 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 People watching. Really wanted Jessica Williams to take over. Right. Um, and ultimately, John Stewart was replaced with Trevor Noah. Which is cool. Who is, he's great. He's doing an awesome job. If you're not watching The Daily Show still, you should because Trevor Noah is doing it great work and he's got a really diverse cast of correspondence mm-hmm. and anyway just um, stand up do it it's great <laughs> oh yeah um but jessica williams came out later she talked about how she was actually in the process then of getting out of doing the show she was stepping back as a correspondent she didn't really want to do the show that much anymore mm-hmm. um and yeah. so then all of this pressure mm-hmm. was put on her from the public yeah. over something she had no control over and didn't want. Yeah. yeah. I think was really interesting. Awkward. It got really awkward and bad. Yeah. Yeah. Although I think she would have been an amazing host for the Daily oh, Show. Sure. I completely understand. Yeah. Um, you know. I was going to say, I think that speaks volumes as to how desperate the public is to have women like her you know, yeah. head their favorite yeah. shows because they know she's funny. They know she's with it. Like she, like ha- like checks all the boxes. But you know, the same. Like it, it wasn't a reflection on her. It was a reflection on how desperate the media and the public are for women like her to yeah. have good, um, well-paid roles on television. Yes. I also think the other thing is, is that I think she was really smart because I feel like she could sense that the bar is really high to be head of the Daily Show, which mm-hmm. it totally is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Noah kind of struggled in the first couple months, mm-hmm. but he's doing better now. Mm-hmm. But I think she knew that with a beloved show like that, the bar would have been unreasonably higher for her. Well, especially for her as a black woman. Oh, right. Exactly. Because Trevor Noah had enough problems coming in as a black man. From people who's an immigrant. immigrant. He is an immigrant. He's from South Africa. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, like, um, she probably know she would have gone the way of Larry Wilmore, which was a fucking... Yes. That was also... I love... That show was really good. Yeah, the nightly show with Larry Wilmore used so to be where Colbert right was. after, but for reasons that people can't explain, heavily air quoted, it was put off the air. I just think it was too real. Yeah, he was super real about stuff, like telling the truth yeah. about things. Yeah, so yeah. I think she was smart because she knew <laughs> she'd have incredibly, she'd have big shoes to fill. The bar would be stupid high for her, 
And she wanted to go off and be herself right? because yeah. she's still young. Yeah. And I just want to say two dope queens is the is amazing fucking shit. And now mm-hmm. what has she got her own HBO special? Yeah, the Incredible Jessica Jones. Oh, no, that was a movie. Oh, well, That's, she's got that too. She's got the Incredible Jessica Jones, which is amazing. Go watch it on Netflix. But two dope queens has an HBO special coming up. Uh, be amazing. She was also her friend Phoebe that's in it with her. So funny too. Yeah. If you don't follow her on Instagram, you should go do that right now. It's a crime that you don't. Mm-hmm. She's beautiful. Yes. Um, yeah, and so she gets to create something that's just all about her being a funny young black woman with her funny young black woman friend. And it's it's yeah. awesome. They're the best. They're hilarious. Oh man, she's gonna be in the next um Fantastic Beast and where to find him. Yeah, the old JK rolling now. Really? Yeah. Oh. They became friends over Twitter. Huh. And she like transcended all time and space. That's true. Yeah. So um, that's the miracle that is Jessica, Jessica Williams. Williams. This concludes this uh inaugural episode yeah. of the Triple Yay. Hopes Jessica Williams fan cast. Expect uh, more in the <laughs> Yeah. It's gonna be like a corner. We're gonna have to do our, <laughs> our foley work like yes, we walk right. over to the Williams <laughs> shrine. <laughs> Yeah, everyone um, has a Jessica Williams shrine in their closet, right? I mean, yeah. um, I say we take a music break. Yeah, you're right, my friend. Mm-hmm. Oh, shirt! Get your towels ready. It's about to go down. Everybody in the place hit the funky deck. But stay on your monkey, funky toes. I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. Everybody look at me because I'm sailing on a boat. So I also wanted to bring up the aspect quickly so we can keep going. But let's also talk about the fact that when there are women hosts of talk shows, they're daytime. That's true. That's why I was sort of asking you guys. Okay. Also, that was like a two-parter. Like, so there's serious journalist hosts that are been women. And then if you're a daytime, if you're a talk show host in the day. It's complete it's almost, fine. Almost. It's considered fluff. Yeah. The one notable it's actually pretty oh, much considered a woman's role. If yeah, you're a woman talk show host, you are a daytime talk show host. Yes. Yep. Really, the exception would be Maury, but like <laughs> any kind of like show about conflict, let's Dr. like dom- domestic conflict Dr. is always oh like, gross. Doctor Phil, ew. No, Doctor Oz is glorifying. Even though we need to take. We need to take a whole another episode to talk about Dr. Phil and Dr. Oz. But anyway. That's true. That's true. But just aside, like Whoopi Goldberg on The View, amazing. Yep. But it's daytime. And mm-hmm. um Oh and Oprah. Is Raven is Raven oh, Simone on the view? Raven Simone Did- is on the Chew for the View? Yes, I can't remember which one. The Chew, yeah. which is CBS. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. okay. Um, that was an aside I was going to make about Barbara Walters. The same thing has happened with her that has happened with Joan Rivers to yes. a lesser extent. Yeah. She has not timed timed out, like timed up. Well, you know what I mean? Gotten with the time. Yeah. No. She um she denied like when the when what was his name? When that guy was interviewed about the 
Weinstein. She like totally yeah. like, out of him and like she's Oh yeah, the man who was assaulted. No, by um I thought that was the George Decay. By George Decay. Was it's some a, a man who was sexually assaulted who was interviewed by her was very much victim blamed and it was really, really awful. She's yeah. not like she's like your grandma who really doesn't know creepy. like what's going on, but the problem is that she has the voice like a window to America. Yeah, right. So and now her her interviews are kind of viewed as jokes a little bit. Like they don't have as much impact. Like it's a it's not heavy hitting, right? And it's a stereotype. It's like oh, better try Barbara Walters out to interview this person. Like right. And like it's and cool I mean, that we have fault, it's but. it's cool that we have Ann Curry and Katie Kirk though mm-hmm. still yeah. who will be like sure you know yeah and they ch- helped to take Matt Lauer down that piece of shit yeah disgusting yeah. filth well wasn't it one of them who asked um um one of them was harassed Katie Kirk was harassed by him yes the entire yeah. time he worked with her um, yep she. So the thing is, is that like Ellen and Oprah have a huge, huge audience and they're taken very seriously, but they're not the late night dudes. They're the things that women, young women, uh, children. They they cover soft issues. Yeah. I mean, Ellen makes jokes. Yeah. Uh Ellen, Ellen is, is funny. She's comedian. Mm Mm-hmm. But she doesn't make the kind of jokes that Stephen Colbert makes. And right. She can't. And she, she can't. Because right. she's supposed to unify America. Right. Non-threatening. Non-threatening. It's because women during daytime who cover fluff issues are seen as non-threatening. Well, that's exactly. why Rosie O'Donnell didn't last very long. Yeah. Because she's not a non-threatening person. Yeah. She has, like, the brash attitude. Right, right, right. I love her. Well, that's why Rosie O'Donnell... Did not last long on daytime. Wow. She was too grass. No. And she said yeah. too much for mine. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I feel like there are other daytime shows like Judge Judy where that kind of attitude is welcome, but only because they are already in a position of authority. Right. She's she's a judge, so it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but even then, everyone makes fun of Judge Judy. Like, no one thinks Judge Judy is a serious show. Well, no. Yeah. Um. I would like also wait. What do you mean? It's totally serious. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to the Judge Judy stands <laughs> out there. I love her. I'm I truly, scary. I really like her. But yeah. I'm sorry. Um. So yeah, it's supposed to be non-threatening. I mean, Ellen makes a lot of jokes. I think she's kind of in the contention where she could. She acts like a little bit like a male late night host. She can make some pretty offensive yeah. jokes and be a little bit like playfully mean like scaring people and shit like yeah. for fun but yeah. it's mostly harmless well right. i will i i personally think i but i don't see oprah doing that like that's right. the thing that's the difference well i see well we knew oprah in a different era because she was a lot more hard hitting in the 90s she was that's true so but now because she established her empire i don't know if that's why but now so. she's much. she's got her own network and yeah. yeah she can sort of be the our fairy the fairy godmother esque. Well, two things. I think Ellen, if they let her make political jokes, would be a great late night host. Right. I think she yeah. is really trying to show that she could be a late night I host. I think she'd be great. I think she'd be yeah. Good. Wear suits and everything. Right. Yeah, because that's a 
that's what America wants. Someone who wears a figure in a suit. That's true. He does. Um, and two, my other comment is Katie Kirk is great, but she's not so hip with the trans issues. Oh, yeah. She interviewed Carmen Carrera and made some very, did ask some very inappropriate questions. Oh, like, like, yeah. What do you have under your underwear type questions? Like, what kind of surgery Surgery questions? Oh, yeah, gross. Um, That these are also flawed women. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I agree, and I'm saving some of my other flawed stuff for when we, like, rank, because I sure. have some thoughts. Yes. But, um, oh, um, Bess, you wanted to talk about Michelle Wolf a little bit. I did want to talk about Michelle Wolf. Um, so, wonderful. If, in case you don't watch The Daily Show, uh, Michelle Wolf is one of the newer correspondents who came in with Trevor Noah. She is funny, obviously, but she is um, loud. She has a segment that um, she does sometimes where she just like talks about women's issues. Nice. Um, and I think also she is right now, well, no, she's not the only woman correspondent because they did just add in uh, Dulce Sloan. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Is also a new, uh, a newer correspondent for the daily show. Nice. And, um, she, Dulce Sloan is uh, African-American and okay, cool. she's also fabulous. Um, but they're the only two women correspondents for The Daily Show. Everybody else is a dude. Womp, womp. Yeah. Um, and, that- um, sorry. no, no, that's okay. So really what I wanted to talk about was that like, I think they brought Michelle Wolf in to fill Jessica Williams' yes. shoes, kind of. They yeah. wanted that kind of biting, uh, woman social commentary, but Michelle Wolf is white. Interesting. Um, wait, who's white? Um, Michelle Wolf. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's yeah. not a she's not the host. Obviously, she's the yeah. correspondent, so she doesn't. She's not in every episode. Right. Um, she doesn't. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I yeah, I just want to bring her up because I like her a lot. But yeah. I really also really like Dulce Sloan. Yeah, um, sure. yeah. She's been doing some really great bits for uh, for the Daily Show. Nice. Yeah. Lately. Um, um I was going to ask you. Do you know if Samantha B's husband is still a correspondent for the Daily Show? I don't think he is. I forget what his name is. I'm looking it up. I wrote it. Google search here on the triple hoax. Googling Samantha. Jason Jones. That's it. Samantha B's husband. (laughs) Yeah, I like that we didn't know what his name was. Um, He is not a correspondent anymore. He uh, stopped being a correspondent in 2015, I think, transitioned to Trevor Noah. So let's take a little bit of a break. When we come back we can play some games and then maybe rank our late night hosts. Woo! Well, in the spirit of late night TV, we, of course, and our usual schedule, we mm-hmm. have to play some games. Yes. Let us that do is, that. Yes. All right. So 
Um, George, you had a game that you I were do. really itching to play. <laughs> so we're going to play that age-old game. <laughs> the middle school classic. Uh, indeed. Fuck, Mary kill. Um, all right. Um, all right. So I guess it's just the late night host then that we got to yes. pick. Why don't you yes. kick us okay. off? All right. So um, fuck, Mary kill. So, well, kill is easy. Bill Maurer. Oh, we forgot about Bill Maher. Yeah. Oh, gross. Yeah. We really don't need to talk about him because he's trash. I would kill him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would marry. hmm, I would marry Seth Myers. Oh, nice. Good choice. And fuck. I don't know. None of them. I mean, this is your 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 <laughs> this is my your turn. This is your turn. Is so you get to say whatever you want. Uh, Why don't we come back to you? We'll right. come back to this. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. So for me, fuck Mary Kill. Um, Kill is a tie between Bill Maher and uh, um, uh, Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel. Because <laughs> yeah, you know oh, how yeah. I feel. Everyone knows how I feel about Jimmy Kimmel. Um, Mary, I would marry Conan. Okay. Sure. That would be, yeah. Yeah, that, a that's a, that's a good fit for me, I feel. Yeah. Um, fuck, probably Trevor Noah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, that's mine. Yeah, I, yeah. He's, Trevor he's got it going yeah, on. Um, so like Seth Meyers mm-hmm. does too in like a nerdy, hot comedian mm-hmm. way, but like definitely Trevor Noah. I've seen him in person and he's mm-hmm. dazzling listener i have to tell you you've seen trevor noah in person yeah he's so funny he's shorter than he looks on tv of course (laughs) but he's dazzling like those teeth just like Mm. mm. anyway (laughs) so that's mine what about you best um wait Um, interject really quick (laughs) jessica williams was be hitting that up too anyway continue best yeah so um i would have to say I will concur with Nancy. I definitely think um, fuck Trevor Noah. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I would probably kill Bill Maher. Yes. Are we going to make a pact, Bess? (laughs) We're going to make a pact. Uh, Oh, God. And then I think I would marry Samantha Bee. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah. Because she would make a lovely wife. Yes, she would. She would be a great wife. Does it doesn't she have a son? Do they have a son? Yes. I feel like they do. Yeah. Okay. Because that's not relevant, well, but I thought she might have a, a little mom. bit. There was actually a bit of controversy over her husband. Not Samantha B, but her husband. Yeah. There was uh some issue with their school being moved or redistricted in New York City. And there was a lot of controversy happening over that because they wanted to move it to a neighborhood where there's more diversity. And um, parents were opposed because they were like, why are you moving our kids' school around? And then people construed that as you know, being racist, which you never know. You never know. So, but, you know, I looked it up on Snopes and they said, like, it was debunked because they just took Samantha Bee's husband's words grossly out of context. Right. right. That happens all Which, the time. But you never know. So judge for yourselves. Right. Yeah. I have friends who, like, now that I'm friends with people who are parents, like, more friends that are parents, like, it's, like, a super tough decision yeah. to 
to think about like school for your kids and pu- the way public schools are in the U.S. and like where you want to live based on school district, it's okay. It's a pretty difficult catch twenty two if you care about your community because yeah. you're like, I want to improve communities that need help, but do I want to put my child's education as part of my like contribution mm-hmm. to the community, their future? Mm-hmm. And so it's difficult, right? But anyway. Um, that was a rousing round, ladies. Um, I say we pretty much nailed that. Yeah. Uh, 100%. Yep. And now we apparently have a blood pack to kill Bill Maher. So that's cool. <laughs> I'm not mad about it. You always want to leave an episode with a good old-fashioned mm-hmm. blood pack, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> Indeed. All right. So our next game um, is uh, What Would They Do? Mm-hmm. And yes. with like a quick little scenario. So what would they do, do is a game lovingly ripped from one of our favorite podcasts. Um, I don't even own a television, so shout out to them. Thanks, but guys. but it's uh, I give you guys a made up scenario, and you would tell me what someone, one of the late night hosts, would do in this situation. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So or flip it. Which one of the late night hosts would get into this situation? Okay, that's both. both. We'll figure it out as okay. we go. Okay. All right. So here's my made up scenario. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they're on like their guest hosting or they're a guest person on like whose line is it anyway, which is an improv <laughs> show. And um, Drew Carey gives them a scenario that's related to midgets. Um, ah. <laughs> Oh, and that, that's a very touchy subject because they're not called that, aren't oh. they? Don't they? They're little, little people. people. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So like that's really touchy and like not very uh, appropriate to call people that. But it's whose line is it anyway? So like they don't. Right. Right. So like, how would how would Seth Meyers react to that? Mm. What would he do? What do we think? It's hard in that kind of a situation. Right. Because everyone's looking at you and like. They're expected to like just do the improv, right? Yeah, and I would like to think that they would that Seth Meyers would like come up with a, a scenario in which, uh, yeah, like a funny way to be like, that's not a great thing to do, guys. Um. Well, I think he'd also be joined by Colin Mockery because. Well, yeah, obviously. Uh, he, he's awesome, dude. He'd probably give Drew Carey a really weird look. Yeah. And be like, I'm sorry, what did you say? Yeah. That's that's good. That's what I had envisioned as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, okay. Um, what's another uh, good scenario? Let's see. Um, okay, so to do the flip thing, like, George suggested. Mm. Okay, so we wake up and there's a headline about a late night host, and the headline says, um, "Trump tweeted a nasty thing about ex late night host." <laughs> which which late night host is the most likely that Trump is nastily tweeting at? John Oliver. Didn't he do it to John Oliver? Yeah. But does he know John Oliver exists though? Yes. I'm he pretty already, sure he does. Why did he, he do it to Jay Leno? He's not. not even a host. Never mind. No, sorry. He's in a feud with Colbert, basically. He doesn't yeah. like Stephen Colbert. Um, I yeah, I think it would be 
Seth Meyers. That's true. He really say hates Seth Meyers. Yeah. I agree. Um, what do you think, Bess? Uh, yeah, I was going to say John Oliver. Mm-hmm. Um, or Samantha B. Or maybe Samantha B. I don't know if he really knows who she is either. I have, okay, so this trails off into another small thought experiment. Okay. So who is most likely in the Trump administration to be in a feud with Samantha B? Oh, I have Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Um, Sarah, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Yes, yes, I love that. Yeah. Um, I was thinking Mike Pence. Oh, that would be funny. Yeah, <laughs> I can. Uh, couldn't talk to her. Mother. Mike oh, Pence would be able to talk to her without mother there. Ah. <laughs> um. Well, before she left, Omarosa. Oh yeah, that's true. Omarosa does love a good feud. Mm. She's going back to reality television. Actually, I'm so not surprised. She's going to be on Big yeah. Brother. Yeah, Celebrity Big Brother, right? Yeah. What the fuck? Um, Why didn't they stop making that show? I don't understand. Um, Okay, that was excellent. Thank you for... Mm -hmm. That was great. All right, so now I have a little uh, puzzler for both of you. Um, So I was going through all, like, late night hosts are known to be, like, stand-up comedians before Mm -hmm. in their professional life, or they do a lot of um, cameoing when they get famous. So I had a little trivia question for you guys. Um, so which two of our, some of our favorite late night hosts were both in the awful Mike Myers movie, The Love Guru? Ah. <laughs> oh my God. Do you know, Bess? Um, no, I'm trying to think. Um, he was in The Love Guru. James Corden? No. <laughs> no, it was before his time. Oh. Um... So I'm just. I'm gonna go with Jimmy Fallon. No, no. I mean, might have been. I know just two for sure. I will double check. Mm -hmm. But I. I've never seen the Love Guru. So okay. No, it's okay. Um. So the two that I know for sure are John Oliver and. Ah! (laughs) John Oliver plays a guy named. Dick Pants. Oh my god. And Samantha B plays like a fast food worker. Like I think she's like a minor part that probably mm-hmm. has speaking lines. Mm-hmm. But let me double check and That's see ridiculous. if is in it. Also, probably not. Sidebar, shout out to Aisha Tyler for yes. being a baller host of Who's Line. Who's Line Revival. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Victory's fine. She's, she's better. Yeah. <laughs> She's great. Oh. Um, Jimmy Fallon was in um, Fever Pitch, which is an awful movie that I loved in high school. <laughs> um, he's in Jurassic World, but as himself. It, he's on iCarly as himself. That's not surprising. <laughs> he's in Family Guy. You. Taxi, a movie that was so awful in the first scene that I was shitty taste as a high schooler was like, <laughs> we shouldn't watch this. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, he wasn't in the Love Guru, but now we know he was in the Love Guru. Um. Well, and also, if you didn't know, John Oliver was also in Gravity Falls and Rick and Morty. Yep, he was in both of those, apparently, as well as the Love Guru. So you know, yeah. John Oliver's also been on uh, 
Bob's Burgers and yeah. The Simpsons and, and the, the Smurfs. Smurfs <laughs> oh movie. Um, so that was games. Yay! Everybody won. In my heart. <laughs> Except sure. Belmar. Except Belmar. Yeah. Fuck Belmar. He can always lose. Well, we are going to kill him. So that's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. The ultimate uh, life <laughs> loss. I hope I we're not we'll leaving our listeners out. I have to hope that we aren't. By what? Being all weird about killing Belmar. Oh no, we. I mean, we can cut some of that out. <laughs> no. no. No, did you say? <laughs> <laughs>Really, really, really wanted to rank the late night hosts. So kick us off. I did so much. Um, I'd have to say. Hmm. Are you going to give us our full your full mm-hmm. list or like what? I'll say my top five. You're saying your top five. Okay, right. that's great. That's perfect. Go. So number five would be. James Corden. Okay. Solid. Mm-hmm. He sings. Four, yep. Number four, um, Jimmy Kimmel. Okay. Which is right. Is that the right one? No. It's Jim, Jimmy Fallon is the one from SNL. Jimmy Kimmel yeah. is the one with the racist sidekick. Sorry, I meant Jimmy Fallon. Okay. Apologies. Number four is Jimmy Fallon. Okay. Number three is John Oliver. Oh, yes. my God. Oh, we forgot about John Oliver. Number two. Yeah. Is Trevor Noah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And number one is Seth Myers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He is amazing. I, I love Seth Myers. All right. Um, my number five is uh, Samantha B. Mm-hmm. My number four is uh I like Trevor Noah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh then Conan. Mm-hmm. And then um Seth Myers and then mm-hmm. John Oliver. Nice. Okay, yeah. I do love John Oliver. He like I really love how I end up really learning stuff. Yeah, that's like, right. After yeah. I watch him. Yeah. About watching and and um, that like, last week tonight. Yeah. yeah. And like I learned stuff when I watched Samantha B, but it sucks because I don't think her stuff gets shared as often. Yeah. Because I usually end up watching John Oliver's stuff because yeah. he like like people, people share it on Facebook. Right. Well, I yeah. think Samantha Bees um also she does a little more shtick stuff, like Colbert. She right. learned it from Colbert. Right. So she does more shtick stuff and John Oliver's more like it's basically jokes with like reporting, mm-hmm. like reporting with a lot of like people. actual reporting. Like, yeah, right. yeah. Investigative yeah. reporting. Right. Let's let's take a moment to remember the salmon cannon. <laughs> and also the time Palm Wonderful told him to Take a pomegranate enema. <laughs> oh, pomegranate juice anyway. enema. Or the so, zebras. Yeah. Do I get to do I get to rate mine? Yes, do it. Okay. So my number five um, would have to be 
see, I don't watch a, late, a lot of late night TV. I don't think any of us really do. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a generational thing. Mm -hmm. But so my number five would have to be Jimmy Fallon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I would go with Stephen Colbert. Mm -hmm. And then Trevor Noah, mm -hmm. Samantha B, and John Oliver. Yes. Right on. Um, for the same reasons as you, Nancy, like I just learn more from John Oliver. I watch Samantha B every week. Mm -hmm. But, um, because uh, you can actually watch the entire full episodes on her YouTube channel. It's just oh, in parts. Yeah. Oh, wow. So yeah. they post a playlist of each, each week. That's mm -hmm. all like four videos long, but it's the whole episode. Yeah. Um, so yeah, go check that out, listeners. Um, but anyway, so, but I feel like when I'm, when I watch uh, last week tonight, I, I learn more things. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I Definitely. feel like, that's the reason why I didn't rank James Corden at all, actually, is because I just like he, carpool karaoke. Carpool karaoke, but that's like the only good thing. I know. Yeah. So like I don't get anything from that. And so but then like I liked it a little bit more when it was Craig Ferguson because he's so fucking weird. Yeah. And James Corden's a little bit more like likable yeah. and it's boring. Well, I will say that um about Samantha B is that Samantha B is very cathartic. Yes. Yeah, because she just screens the thing that you want to scream, mm -hmm. especially if you're a woman and yes. like yep. don't get to yeah. scream those Which, things. See, that's the frustrating thing is that there's such a variety of like types of talk show hosts that are like, like, like shtick or like information based or like interview based. Like, there's so much variety. Like, there should be a variety there of should people. Be too. A variety of people hosting them, right? My favorite story, okay, so I have two great stories about Samantha B that I learned. So my first great story about Samantha B is that when she was in high school, she went to Catholic high school and she used to cut class a ton. <laughs> and one time she went a bridge too far and she cut exam day. Like she didn't go to an exam. Whoops. <laughs> yes. She had a really shady ass boyfriend back then. And she called him and told him to meet her in a parking lot at late at night, the night after she cut this exam. She met him in this parking lot and she told him, hit my hand with a rock, hit oh my, my right hand with a rock. And then he was like, well, I don't want to, she's like, fucking do it, you pussy. <laughs> and he hit her hand with a rock and that's the most metal thing. Oh, oh my God, I want to be Samantha B when I, I grow up. saluting her listeners, Holy literally. fucking shit. And she lucked out that she just got it badly sprained, but not broken, and she got the excuse from her exam. Holy oh my god! That's and oh then my, my second favorite story about Samantha B is from uh, re more recently when after she had started her show. Where did she grow up? Canada. Canada. Yeah, I don't remember <laughs> where. In the vast wasteland of Canada. The vast <laughs> wasteland that of Canada. That explains a lot. Yeah, and so like. So the recent story is that a major magazine like Vanity Fair or People or one of those did a spread of all the new late night hosts and it was all men and they were all in a big group picture yeah, together. Yeah, I remember that. And she wasn't invited. Yeah. So she took the picture. She photoshopped herself She in. photoshopped herself in as a, what was it, like a, a minotaur with laser eyes. Yes! <laughs> She tweeted the picture again with the edit, and she just put in the tweet, better in all caps. Uh, yep. 
you can Google that photo listeners or it'll be on our Facebook page in a place of honor or it'll be our uh, cover photo on our definitely page. Our cover photo. So those are my two baller stories about yeah, Samantha B, which is why I love her. And then, so the thing about Conan that I really like is that recently he went to Haiti after president Cheeto Fuhrer said the awful shithole comment. Conan went to Haiti to highlight how wonderful the people of Haiti are and to just talk to them and like tell them mm -hmm. how like he doesn't agree with Trump and if that things keep up, he would just stay in Haiti. Mm -hmm. And then also uh, he spoke to them like in French. Um, which oh, cool. awesome. And then he also did a really, uh, when there's a lot of chatter about the border wall, Conan went and did a full uh, two weekends, I think of shows in Mexico and he even tried, he did some stand-up in Spanish. Oh, I've seen time. that. Yeah, and it's actually kind of funny. And the audience laughed. Um, and the whole audience was Mexican, and he highlighted Mexican talent. He used an entire crew that was from, from Mexico. It was just really awesome, and I really loved it. And, like, he's just a really, really cool guy. Um, he's been... Head writer, he's been head writer on The Simpsons and also head writer on uh, a writer on SNL, which is considered really prestigious. And he did that at a really young age. He went to Harvard and was elected to the Harvard Lampoon editor like twice, which is like a huge deal. And so I've read a lot about why he didn't get the Tonight Show, why that like imploded and they brought Jay Leno in. Um, so basically, what it's interesting is that Conan got caught in the transition from everyone watching late night on the same channels as their parents did always watching the same thing to cable and like internet TV where people want to see the variety and the comedy they like reflected back at them. So like nobody was watching late night. That's why no one was watching Conan. Cause if listeners don't know the reason Conan O'Brien was asked to leave the late show or whatever, and be replaced with Jay Leno is because his ratings were really bad. But that was actually just because ratings for late night shows were experiencing like a tank because of the generational shift. Yeah. And so now, people, and then after that, people who really liked Conan, who were his fans, were like outraged. And so he got his own late night show on TBS, and everybody really, you know, loves him. But that's because like now we're broken off into smaller, diverse audiences who are like, this is the person I find funny and this is who I'm going to watch. I'm not just going to watch the same crap my parents always did. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I think like having someone like Samantha B or having more women hosts should mm -hmm. reflect how we're feeling now as a generation where we're like, we don't just want to watch men anymore. Like, yeah, but clearly we didn't, inter we, we couldn't elect a female president. So I guess we're not there yet. So that's why I, one of the reasons I picked Conan is because he seems awesome, but he also is a victim of uh, that kind of stuff. And well, speaking of like Netflix and like um, both like cable network, well, Netflix and like Hulu and like comedian specials. Um, I mean, we've all been talking about the whole Monique thing going oh, on yeah. recently. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, she, it's just pretty straight up like, gender bias mm -hmm. because you know fucking dave Chappelle, who's a transphobe and an idiot is getting like 
twenty million dollars for like a couple of Netflix stand-ups. And if you really listen to his comedy, he hasn't moved with the times at no. all. The content of his comedy is no. boring. You can tell he was on a farm raising four kids <laughs> for the last fifteen years yeah. because that's literally what yeah. he's been doing. And they only offered Malik five hundred thousand dollars to do a third. Yeah. So you know. So not only has you know, lots of other comedians who don't deserve what they're getting not moved on with the times. Neither has... The you FCC. mean late night hosts? Yeah, neither yeah. has the FCC in mandating equal pay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's, like, that's why I like them. I like that Seth Meyers keeps saying really mean things about Harvey Weinstein and mm-hmm. Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Even when he gets booed or silenced, yeah. for doing those i will say i do love john oliver for that because he was on a panel with dustin hoffman yes when dustin hoffman there were accusations that came out that said he assaulted some of his co-stars in other movies john oliver was on a panel with him uh in new york and he was like relentless he was like and he said something to the effect of like you know i don't want to pass this up and in the future think what if I had said something? What if I had kept asking and pressuring? Because he was pressuring him to like respond to these accusations. Yeah. And of course, Dustin Hoffman gave him like non-answers and was like all huffy and annoyed that he was asking the questions about her quote-unquote allegations. Because listeners, we all know they're not quote-unquote allegations. allegations. It's the, it's the truth. Yeah. But um, yeah. So yeah. And I guess I didn't mm-hmm. like. And maybe I'm taking late night hosts too seriously, but the reason I didn't like pick Jimmy Fallon or um, like I didn't pick Jimmy Fallon is because one time he thought it was cute to ruffle Trump's hair, yeah, talking to him, yeah. And I don't let that shit go, yeah. From my perspective, I just yeah. think that that's not cute, like, yeah. Um, and like a lot of late night hosts in that weird period of time in the fall before the election were like quote unquote being forced to have Trump on their shows. Right. And they could have put their foot collective feet down. Well, and they didn't have to have a nice interview with them. No. If they really, if their producers really weren't going to let them out of it, he could have just had a really stiff interview with him and made it really boring. Anyway. Like, save it for Hillary. Like, if that's right. who you like better, then save it for her. Like, well, yeah. People, everyone likes Bernie. Like, just keep having Bernie on your show. <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> don't have anyone on it. got a sense of humor. Um, yeah. And I didn't pick Jimmy Kimmel, and you guys didn't either. No. Because I... He's not funny. I didn't pick him because... He's not funny. The only good thing he ever gave us was mean tweets, and someone else could have come up with that. But also, I don't like him because, in case anyone is unaware, his sidekick host, side host, whatever you call them, what did they call those guys? Um, it's, it's the sidekick, right? Well, it's the guy who leads the band, right? Or no? Well, no. Not- Sometimes they have somebody else besides the guy who leads. Oh, the band. Yeah, it's like yeah, the yeah. Guy. Like, like the host is the straight man. Yeah, something. Anyway, the dude who hangs out with Jimmy Kimmel, Guillermo, is a horribly, horribly racist stereotype of Latinos, Latino men. It's bad. And he's just out there in plain sight, and everyone laughs at him, Mm -hmm. and there's this, like, made-up thing, like, this is just what he's like. 
we found him like this. So that's and that just, alone is creepy. It's awful. Yeah. And they're like, we, he just he just showed up, and so we thought it was funny. So now he hangs out with Jimmy. Like, okay, first of all, it's even worse if you're like, let's take this man who just is being himself and make f- and everything is funnier when he's just being himself yeah. and humiliating. Like, yeah, sure. Why not? So I'm not down with that at all. It makes me really gross. Yeah. So that's why I didn't pick him. And I like Colbert a lot. I don't know if um, I like this new iteration of him. Yeah, I, I love the, the Colbert, Colbert rapport. Yeah, I love the Colbert rapport. I, his new iteration I'm getting used to. I think everybody is. Mm-hmm. I don't like that he kissed Sean Spicer at the Golden Globes. I didn't know Wasn't that, that part of his bit? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It was like they invited him. Why would you him. want to put your face anywhere near that sack of flies? And then, I, like, apparently today Sean Spicer came out and was like, I'm embarrassed that I took this job and I humiliated my family. What? And I'm just like, it's a little late for that. Honey. Like, yeah. We all knew you were going to be humiliated. Anyway, uh, speaking of the Colbert report. Yes. I think this is a perfect time to segue into our hometown hoedown throwdown. Absolutely. Indeed. So here's some Thousand Kingdom. Make up your mind Decide to walk with me Around the lake tonight Around the lake tonight By my side And our hometown hoedown throwdown this week is uh, pretty cool, actually. Um, So some of you may know, if you watch The Daily Show, the show right after The Daily Show is called The Opposition Mm -hmm. with Jordan Klepper, who used to be a correspondent on The Daily Show, much in the same way that Stephen Colbert was before he started his own show. Yes. So The Opposition with Jordan Klepper is sort of like a modern um, Colbert rapport, I would say. He's less okay. like a he's less like a pundit, like Colbert was pooping. He's more like a conspiracy theorist, like right wing, nice. like crazy person. And um, it's it's actually really really good. He's doing a really great job. Nice. Um, but the reason that this show is our hometown hood on Throwdown is because Jordan Klepper is from Kalamazoo, Michigan. Yay! Ta-da. And I'm pretty sure he went to school there, like college. I don't 100% remember, and I, I, I think he went, he went to K. I bet he did. I bet he did. Performing <laughs> arts, right? Right, creative yeah. art. <laughs> well, that's what they're known speaking. for, relatively speaking. Mm-hmm. But yes, yes we well, do have friends who went to K, and it's a good school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, he went to K college. So is he supposed to be, like, on his um, show, like, an Alex Jones type? Yes. Mm. Nice. Mm. I need to watch and this it's now. Kind of amazing. I think you guys would like it. Like, I definitely recommend it yeah, to the listeners. I'll, like, I'll it's pretty I funny. Like it. Um, funny. Okay. 
So if you watch The Daily Show regularly, it's the character that he was sort of developing okay. Okay. in the last couple of years because um, he would always be like the straight, like the the guy uh, at like the Trump rallies and stuff. They would send him to these rallies. and Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> Those were um, the funniest. Like, yeah. Bad. So it's that character that he's kind of um, making. And it's really funny. Um, he does a really good job, but yeah, he's from Kalamazoo, born and raised. He went to K college and, uh, now he's got his own show on comedy central. So that's pretty cool. And that was our hometown hoedown throwdown. For this Yay. Um, I think it would be fun for this episode to take a cue from the daily show. Okay. So you can edit this out because yeah. I have this idea. But let's do like the Daily Show and do a moment of Zen at the very end. Yes, yes. as an homage. Indeed, um, here's your moment of Zen. And we'll we can just decide on what random clip we want to put after it. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. Before and then segue that into the ex uh, the outro music. Yeah. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Sweet. Okay. So uh, why don't we do our recommendations? Yeah. Well, my recommendation was basically watch The Opposition of Jordan Clever. Oh, um, yeah. But also oh. watch Full Frontal with Samantha B if you're not already watching it because it's amazing. Absolutely. And she's amazing. And I love it very much. Um, and that's my rec. Okay. I've gotten my, I, Nancy, have gotten my shit together. And I know what <laughs> I'm going to recommend. Personally. So I'm going to recommend to you. Two things. First thing is um, watch Rachel Maddow's show. Yes. NBC. Yeah. She's uh, she's triple hoax stamped and approved. Mm -hmm. um, she's amazing. Another late night host, hard hitting lady journalist. She <laughs> That's just my two cents. She is. Yes. And as George said, as George said, she um, And then the other thing I recommend is a podcast, and it's called call Chelsea Peretti and <laughs> oh, the yes. funniest thing you will ever hear in your entire life. If you are a female or if you have a pulse, <laughs> because Chelsea Peretti is the funniest person ever. So for people who don't know her, which shame on you, um, she plays uh, Gina on Brooklyn nine, nine, which is a show on Fox with Andy Samberg. And she's hysterical. And then she, in her personal life, not that it's relevant, but she's married to one of the funniest men ever, Jordan Peele, mm -hmm. um, from Key and Peele. And they just had a baby. I was say, they got a baby. <laughs> yeah. And um, she's just super funny. And the premise of the podcast is that she just does it old school where there's a phone number and people call in to talk to her <laughs> and she answers it live on her podcast. That's amazing. And then she just talks also. <laughs> and that's amazing. Um, so everyone should check her out. I wish she had her own show yeah. besides a podcast, but yeah. um, my, my recommendation is um, Trevor Noah's autobiography. It's called born a crime. Yes. It's very good. Um, <laughs> I recommend born a crime by Trevor Noah. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Well, uh, would would you say we answered our question, George, that you posed? I think we so yeah, the, I think we really did. <laughs> I think I think we can all three say together what the reason is that, what the reasoning is that there are not really any late night women hosts 
and men that sexism <laughs> sexism racism <laughs> patriarchy you know all of the things all suspects. the usual suspects mm-hmm. yeah and a movie with kevin spacey Ugh. case closed <laughs> um uh, all right, where can we where can they find us Bess? Uh, you guys can find us on Facebook at the Triple Hoax Podcast. Uh, go ahead and find us on Twitter at the Triple Hoax. We just started tweeting again. Whoa. So hopefully we'll get kind of in the groove with that. Uh, we can find us on Tumblr at the Triple Hoax. You Where you can, can also find Nancy's notes, my blog post. Nancy's notes. That I promise will be happening now that I'm not on drugs. <laughs> um <laughs> You can also, and this is the best part, we would love to hear from you. Uh, go ahead and email us. Our email address is thetriplehoax at gmail.com. Um, Tell us why you agree or disagree with us. Write us a um, love note. Send us, uh, send us some Jessica Williams appreciation <laughs> mail. Fan fiction. <laughs> Fan fiction, God. Um, please don't. Please don't do that. <laughs> And I then, can't handle that. The only other request I have from you listeners is uh, please go to the iTunes store and rate us five stars and leave us a nice review. Uh, if you like the podcast, let us know uh, why you like it. And maybe also tell us your favorite late night host. Yes. Mm-hmm. Feel free to tell us that on Facebook too. Mm-hmm. Or Twitter. We're or always Twitter. on the internet. We are. We live on the internet. We're millennials. Yeah, that's true. Also, we're on SoundCloud or Podcast Addict or wherever you listen to podcasts. Yep. Whatever podcatcher you use, you can find us there. Gotta catch them all. (laughs) Gotta catch them all. All right. So this has been the Triple Hope. And here's your moment of zen. So excited. I'm also a little nervous. (laughs) Bear with me.